For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Isabella Salazar, and I'm here with John McSwain, and we work together, and we kind of joke that John has lived a lot of different lives, so we're going to talk about that a bit. But first, John, can you talk a bit about your conversion? Yeah, so my family and I was converted when we moved to New Jersey. Uh, I was around eight years old, and my sister um, came in contact with missionaries on the street. She invited them in the home, and my mom, being a Southern uh, hospitality <laughs> type of woman, she invited them right in, fed them some food, and um, you know we investigated the church for a little bit. And then my mom was the first to be baptized. And then it was me, my brother, and my sister-in-law at the time. My sister, however, wasn't able to be baptized because she passed away um, before that can happen, um, fortunately. But my mom did do temple work for her. But we saw that later in life because you don't really recognize it in that moment that possibly that was her mission, you know, to bring us to the church. And, you know, um, it's been such a blessing to be a part of the church since then. Yeah. Wow. So you're only eight years old when you got baptized. When your sister passed away, did that raise any any doubts in you about the church or anything, just with the timing with that? I don't think it raised any doubts with me uh, being at an early age. I didn't really fathom the the process of death, you know, um, I even remember saying to my sister, you know, walking up to her casket, like, all right, I'll see you later. Like it was something like, you know, she was just laying there and pretending to be asleep and I was just, you know, see her in that moment. It was devastating for my mother. You know, no parent should bury their child. Um, but we dealt with a lot. My mom, unfortunately dealt with a lot where, you know, she started smoking and, you know, at one point in time, we did become unactive in the church. Uh, It doesn't mean that we weren't going to church, but we weren't active in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, that bore burdens on my mom and stress. And, you know, uh, it was hard for my sister's father as well because, you know, he went to drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. My mom was unfortunately abused by him. Uh, we had to go to a woman's battle shelter and, you know, figure things out from there. Uh, but over the course of time, getting through that hardship, um, we were drawn back to the church. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. How much time went by from like until like from when you guys kind of became less active to when you came back to the church? So I would say I was it was a course of probably four, four or five years um, from when we weren't active and coming back. Uh, There was possibly some visits here and there to the church. Um, you know, we're thankful for missionaries and other members 
of the church uh, that we had a closer relationship with to reach out to us and, you know, ask us if we were in need of food or anything, right? So uh, that that course of time, like I said, we weren't really active in that church. We always go to church because my mom's, you know, super religious, if I can say that. Just being born out of Mississippi, you got to <laughs> go to some type of church. But um, it, it was really hard for our family in that time. Uh, we didn't know where to turn, really. Um, but when we got back into the church, I remember, you know, going to Boy Scouts, creating friends with other members, um, and just really um, trying to find my way, I guess, as a, as a, a young um, priesthood priesthood holder and it it was just uncertainty that kind of grasped us all of like where we go from here like I said it devastated my mom she didn't really know where to turn she had to get um you know some counseling of course um but it it was a tough time for us but we're thankful to return to the church yeah so was it the like the members of like the ward in your area that kind of helped bring you back to the church is that like what kind of inspired you guys to return yeah and you know throughout that whole uh devastation and traumatic experiences uh we moved from that area we started off in morristown new jersey Uh, that's where we became converts of the church and then we moved about 30 minutes away from Morristown. And we didn't know what ward we belonged to. So we went to a different war, uh, different church where our neighbors invited us to for a while. And then um, one day we had a knock on the door from a member of our home ward now. And he invited us to, you know, our home ward in Fardell. Uh, the Fardell Ward in New Jersey. And it it was just a welcoming of just love and just absolutely, uh, I can't explain it, but we felt like it was a new family for us. It was a welcoming family for us. We felt like we were blessed to be in a smaller ward because Morristown was a lot larger. And I think that aspect of it felt like family. It was a small award. Uh, we got a chance to know all the names, the bishop of the ward, who was later um, that person that came to knock on our door. I guess the bishop was called down at the time when we went in, and then he became bishop. So it was very special to us to have that relationship with the bishop and be close to him and his family. And we were just unexpectedly blessed by, you know, just several invites to dinners, you know. And, you know, anytime my mom needed a blessing, you know, she she received it instantly. And like I said, me being a young age, and that would probably be 11 into my teenage years when we moved to this new uh, ward, it's weird because I don't realize, I didn't realize that, you know, what I had in that moment 
you know, it, it kind of in a way took the church for granted, took, you know, all these people reaching out to me for granted just because, you know, not only dealing with my sister passing away years before, but dealing with, you know, being in a homeless shelter and at a time my mom was sick and I had to be in a foster, you know, um, parenting home. And (laughs) when you're that young, it's just a lot of confusion, a lot of things that you don't know what's happening. So when I actually got of age, you know, 18 and older, going um, into the college years, I at first uh, went into this culinary college, didn't work out. I, you know, had a job at this major chain over in New Jersey. And through that course of that time, I was thinking about going back to school. And one of my members from uh, church mentioned uh, Pathway Connect. And I didn't, you know, take it to heart. <laughs> I just kind of put it at the wayside. I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks. I'm looking at other schools. But um, then I actually looked into it and saw the module that they had for it. And I enrolled and I loved it. It was the first time I ever been in a learning uh, environment where it infused the teachings of Jesus Christ with academic learning. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. You know, I'd never been in that environment. Uh, That module where we're teaching one another was fantastic as well. It helped me become a better employee because I'm now um, preparing lessons to teach my (laughs) fellow students. And that kind of gave me a skill of being a leader in a way and guiding other people to the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So you started doing Pathway Connect. What made you want to transition to on-campus schooling here at BYU-Idaho? Yeah, so uh, while I was going to the Pathway Connect program, I was, like I said, working as a grocery store manager or, you know, in that position. I also had a lot of other jobs. I had gotten my licensure for massage therapy, which worked out. I was doing some Uber and Lyft, all I can do to gather some type of, you know, financial security And my thoughts were, yes, I'm getting my education or certificate with Pathway. That's going to help me out. Um, After Pathway, they give you an option of enrolling into a church university. So you have BYU-Idaho, BYU-Hawaii, and Ensign College. I thought that, you know, I would never go to any of these schools on campus so I just, you know, went with BYU-Idaho you know, from a prayer and just suggestions from other folks. And I was enrolled for about a year and a half on online student as in, or in BYU-Idaho. Still thinking I had a different career path, right? I was this manager. They were training me to become a 
higher department manager. And I just didn't foresee myself coming out to Rettsburg, Idaho, until one day, <laughs> one of the members of my church, him and his twin brother, uh, had asked me to meet. And, you know, I didn't know what it was about. They sat me down. They told me how their father from BYU, who was a professor at BYU, I think he still is a professor at BYU, Provo, he had visit our ward one day when I was teaching elders quorum. He loved what, you know, I was teaching and how I, you know, delegated that lesson. And from their family meeting, they came up with a plan to help me come out here to Rettsburg, Idaho, as an on-campus student. It was all up to me. They left me up with several options. They said, hey, let's first get you out there to Rettsburg. Visit the campus, the university, uh, see how you like it. In that process, if you do do like it, you know, search for apartments or places to stay. So I came out here in June of 2021 and I had visit with a on-campus professor in the business department, as well as Christian Malam, who's the uh, video production professor. And that was one of the areas I was thinking about, communications, video production. I really had my eye set on um, radio, though, because I had that inspiration to be a radio host, a DJ or something like that. And looking through the website on BYU Idaho, I saw that there was no actual programs or, you know, majors with radio, but I knew there was like a practicum or something, a class of the sort where I can, you know, get my foot in the door. So I figured, you know, the way I can do that get my foot in the door is um, declaring a communication major. So that's why I met with Christian Malam. And in that month of June to September is when, you know, the fall semester started. I had to make that decision to be an on-campus student. I had to figure out a budget for myself uh, to come out here. And I had to figure out ways to um, have my mom be taken care of where she's not uh, worrying about who's going to help her out because, you know, over the years of age, she's just become, you know, less healthier and stuff like that. So I had to figure out a lot of different things in the span of maybe three months just to, uh be prepared as an on-campus student. As soon as I came out here, I'm sorry I'm going all over, but when I came out here in June, I loved the campus. I love the environment um, that this campus has. I, you know, it, meeting these professors inspired me to say yes, to drop everything, you know, because I thought I was going to be 
some manager at a grocery chain for the rest of my <laughs> career and retire like that. But I decided to drop it all, you know, and start over in a way to uh, get a great education. And Rettsburg was that place. And it, it, it was, it was scary. Yeah, I can imagine. It was scary not having family, not having friends, coming out here on a whim. Uh, yeah. It was super scary. Yeah, and all the, the things you had to do to prepare and give up your job as a manager. Yeah, um, yeah, and even, I'm sorry, but uh, like two weeks before coming out here, moving out, I had everything planned. My mom was set. I got in a car crash on, at George Washington Bridge. And it was and with this like was on a, your way to Rexburg. This wasn't on my way to oh. Rexburg. It was about two weeks out oh, before oh. moving to Rexburg. Okay. I had planned to take all that I can in my car, which is a Hyundai, and just drive out to Rexburg, you know, and buy whatever I need out here when I get here. But got in a car, big car crash with an eighteen-wheeler truck on George Washington Bridge. And that was a process itself. It took three hours for uh, emergency responders to come check on me or get, um, you know, uh, report this accident. So I had a lot of time to think. And in that moment, I thought things were going wrong. I questioned if it was even the right decision to come out to BYU, Idaho. And I had a lot of time. So I pondered, I prayed to God saying, hey, if this is something that you want of me to get uh, education, to go out to Rettsburg, let it be, you know, because right now my car is totaled. I don't know how I'm going to get to Rettsburg now. I'm leaving it into your hands, Lord. And, you know, it worked out where um, I got a rental, which <laughs> was a lot bigger than my car at the time. So I was able to fit a lot more belongings in and drive over. You know, the bishop at the time uh, had his son uh, help me out with the drive. And there were several different stops that we've made where we slept over uh, people, um, family members' houses, which was incredible. Just, you know, people welcomed us into their homes. And when I got here, I, I was so thankful that it all worked out because even like two weeks before, uh, it, it seemed doubtful that I was going to be an on-campus student for BYU-Idaho. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is so crazy. So a, th a theme I'm seeing is support from others. Um, there was the family who inspired you to come here and were helping you kind of plan out a budget and, um, you know, helping you get there. I think sometimes it's hard for people to see how they can help others. Like they want to help, they want to serve, they want to be there for people, but they just don't always know how. Do you have any advice for people um, who just maybe just don't know where to start as far as helping others? Yeah. Um, listen to that small, still voice of the Lord. Uh, listen to that prompting that you get to help someone. Uh, there would be moments, you know, you see it out here in Rettsburg, Idaho, where people are stuck on the side of the road. They have a flat tire or whatever. And then, 
you know, you see two or three cars coming to help them, uh, give them advice, give them a hand, whatever it is. So listening to that voice, listening to that prompting to help someone, if you have that, listen to it, you know, go with faith, help them out. It won't, you know. I hope it won't lead you to the wrong, you know, place or, you know, that you're getting bit by it. But I believe if you listen to that prompting that everything will work out. Yeah, I believe that. Um, so in another kind of thing that you've seemed to have a lot of experience with, unfortunately, is just... I guess just difficulties or like unexpected trials coming up and tragedies. And I know that with that, people, they either turn towards God or they turn away from God. And it seems like you've been turning towards God. So how have you been able to do that despite the things that come up? Um, fortunately, uh, in my experience, I love to learn the hard way. and uh, amongst those moments of not being active in church, mostly in my 20s, I went the other way. I went a different path. I thought I knew everything, you know, started hanging out with a lot of, you know, bad groups of people, you know, who go out at party, drink, whatever, and not think of the consequences. So it's only till I reach rock bottom that I had nowhere else to look but to up and to pray and to put my faith in Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. Um, I think that's a lot of way, or for a lot of people, unfortunately, that's the way we come to God. We got to hit rock bottom in order to see that he's the only way or he's the light that we're searching for in that darkness. So for me, it's when I am in my darkest moment uh, that I have turned to the Lord. Uh, Recently, you know, after my 20s, I didn't wait to that dark moment, of course. But that's one of the major turning points, I think, in my life where... I just, you know, said, I'm I'm here for you, Lord. I'm, you know, going by faith. I'm going in your will. Let it be done. And it has benefited me in my life to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. How has your experience here at BYU-Idaho helped to draw you closer to Jesus Christ? Well, um, I think it's simply said, as uh, President Meredith, uh, uh, President Alvin F. Meredith the Third, has said in our recent interview that involve uh, the Lord in your learning, right? And I would like to add to that in everything you do. So involve the Lord in your learning and everything you do, including your family, your career endeavors, wherever it is, uh, I believe by doing that, it has drawn me closer to the Lord. It has made me a better or stronger disciple of Jesus Christ. 
by, um, you know, thinking of him at every moment, thinking about how I'm keeping my covenants and upholding them, thinking about keeping the commandments uh, and inspiring others to do so, uh, leading by examples. Uh, All of these things have uh, drawn me closer to the Lord and Heavenly Father. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking with you. Indeed. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah.